Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to extend a special welcome to the visitors this morning. Thank you for meeting here with us. We're, it's a pleasure to have you here. I was really blessed already just with um, the song service and also the scripture reading, Peter. Um, the one song that just really stuck out to me, this one verse here, uh, Gentle Holy Spirit, the second verse, I'm just going to quick read it. It says, Gentle Holy Spirit, quiet now each restless heart to troubles minds, tranquility. Tender Holy Spirit, open now every open every heart to hear you speaking quietly. And I pray that God would bring his Holy Spirit here this morning and that he could speak to each one of our hearts. That's my desire. Um, I'd like to start out with prayer. Could we all stand? And I'd like to ask if two brothers could just pray and then I'll close. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we thank you for your mercy and your grace that is new to us again this morning. Lord, we just want to quiet my heart before you here this morning, Lord, and ask that you would be here with us. We ask for your Holy Spirit, Father, I ask for power to speak what you have given to me. Lord, I pray help me to have humility, Father, and that that you truly could be here. Father, we know if it's just us here, we meet in vain, Father, and so we ask for your presence. Lord, speak, speak through me, Father. I do feel a bit scattered, Lord, but I thank you that you can even use broken vessels, Father, and I just ask for your help in all of this, Father, and that each one of us could take something home, Lord, and that we could apply it to our lives. Just pray that your will would be done here. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I don't know about you all, but I know uh, just coming to church and after a full and busy week, it's easy to have a lot of things still going through our minds and thinking about the past week, even for myself, and just pray that we could be able to put those things aside and be able to focus on what God has for us here this morning. Um, <clears throat> what I have to share about is something very, uh, very common or something that is probably spoken about fairly often, but I feel it's very uh, important in our Christian life. And I believe someone touched on it just a few weeks ago, um, at least the passage where I'm going to be reading in Philippians uh, 2. If you want to turn there, you can do that. Um, I believe someone actually talked about this some. But here in Philippians, um, this chapter is very full of, well, mostly what I'd like to take out of here is humility what Paul here has to say to the Philippians and I'd like to look at that and a couple different aspects of it so you can uh, yeah, turn to Philippians 2 we'll start in verse 1 and we will read to verse 11 and then I have there's a few verses I'd like to look at starting in verse 1 if there be any consolation in Christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship of the spirit 
If any bowels and mercies fulfill you my joy, let you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on the thing on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, but at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This chapter is really loaded with a lot of things, and I probably will only be able to scratch the surface of where Paul is going here. Um... But I believe the thrust is that of humility. It's talking a lot about the brotherhood and how all that should work together. And it paints a really beautiful picture. Um, But I'd like to focus mostly on verse 3. The first part there, it says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. I I think vainglory is actually only mentioned uh, twice in the New Testament. It's not used very often. And pretty much um, what it means is empty glory, or another word for it would be uh, pride. And we all know where pride comes from. So I'd like to look at the contrast between pride and uh, humility. First, I'd like to look at some examples of pride here in the Bible. Um, You can turn to Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, uh, starting in verse 12 to 20. This is a pretty familiar account here. It's talking about Lucifer, um, his pride here. Starting in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mounts of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not of the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all them, lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch. And as raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. And the sea of the evildoers shall never be renowned. Here is a prime example of what pride does to a person. Lucifer, he was a beautiful angel. 
But if you notice there, a lot of different times he keeps saying, I will be like the Most High. It's all about himself. And ultimately it's pride. He was wanting to raise himself up to push his agenda. Um, His reputation is another thing, a big thing with pride. Another example I have is in Daniel. You can turn to Daniel 5. Daniel five seventeen to twenty three. Uh, here it's another account. Um, it was about Belshazzar. Talks first about his father Nebuchadnezzar, starting in verse seventeen. Um, Daniel was interpreting a dream. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, "Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another." Yet I will read in the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. O thou king, the most high God, that the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty, glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations and languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, whom he would, he slew, and whom he would, he kept alive, and whom he would, he set up, and whom he would, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up. And his mind hardened in pride. He was disposed from his kingly throne. And they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men. And his heart was made like the beast. And his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men. And that he appointed over it whomsoever he will. And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart. Thou hast... Though thou knowest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought vessels of his house before thee, and thou, thy lords, thy wives, thy concubines, have drunk wine in them, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified." So here is a prime example of where um, both Nebuchadnezzar and then, which would be, I guess, Belshazzar's dad, um, lifted up themselves in pride. And um, there in verse 20 it says, His heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride. Pride, it seems like, is when a lot of times you'll lift yourself up, you'll make yourself... Um, great and it might be It's usually I think it starts out as a subtle thing I don't think he probably didn't start out like this but he lifted up himself and God had to bring him down Um, you can turn now to Exodus 15 Exodus 15, 1 to 13. 
here is um, right after the children of Israel went to the Red Sea. And it talks about um, Pharaoh. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, and the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed the en- in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them in stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as in heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw... My sword, my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst bloweth the wind, the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto thee? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. So here's just another example of um, where Pharaoh and his army, they were going to take out the Israelites, but God intervened and uh, stepped in. And they were put down. So I'd like to go back to uh, Philippians again. Those were just some examples of pride and what it can do to a person. I thought it would be good to see the contrast between pride and humility. Um, so then in verse 3 there, keep going on the latter part of the verse. It says, But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Uh, let's see, I think I had some notes written down here. Um, lowliness of mind, pretty much definition for that would be uh, humility or um, modesty would be another word for it. Just being humble. Um, I do have a definition here for humility. I'd like to read it. In ethics, freedom from pride and arrogance, humbleness of mind, a modest estimate of one's own worth. In theology, humility consists in lowliness of mind, a deep sense of one one's own unworthiness in the sight of God, self-abasement and submission to the divine will. One, the one part here I really liked was a deep sense of one's own, own unworthiness in the sight of God. I think if we see our unworthiness and where we were before God, I think that in itself can bring some humility just seeing our unworthiness and what Christ has done for us. There in verse 7 of Philippians, it said, But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. I think if there was ever a, an example that we could look to, I think it would be Christ. 
um, just how he came to this earth and was willing to be made like us, even though he was, he was um, God's son. He was willing to make himself of no reputation and uh, take on the form of a servant. It's really challenging to me. I guess the reason that I, um, one of the reasons for speaking on this was something that I feel my own heart in need in this area. And I was very challenged as I was looking into this. Um, just seeing areas of pride in my own life and that if there is those things in our lives that it is difficult for God to use us and uh, he wants to purge us of all those things. I would like to uh, turn now to an example of humility of Christ in Isaiah. It's a very familiar chapter, Isaiah um, 53. I think I would go ahead and read the whole chapter. It's talking about Christ here. Starting in verse 1, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as the sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied, but his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. I think that is a perfect example of humility. Just all Christ went through. Um, one thing here it talks about is he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. He hadn't done anything wrong, but he was willing to go and die on the cross with the wicked, with the thieves, with the robbers, in humility. And I think if we can get a glimpse of that, of Christ's humility, it will help us just to see our own undoneness and 
what Christ has all done for us. Um, really don't have a lot more to share. I guess hopefully it can be a blessing and a challenge to you. Just to um, check our own hearts. Just as I was before the Lord, just looking at my own life. There is, I don't think I'll um, share any uh, I don't know how you say ideas or whatever, but there are many different aspects of humility or pride that can creep into our lives. I know a big one for me can be my reputation. Thinking, you know, wanting for people to look up to me or just wanting to have a good reputation. And that is something that can't be part of humility. Um, and there are many different aspects. I'll just let you fill in the blanks where you're at in your own heart. But, um, yeah, I was just challenged by these things, and I trust you could take something from that. There was a quote I found by Andrew Murray about humility. I'd just like to read that yet. Humility is perfect quietness of heart. It is to expect nothing, to wonder at nothing that is done to me, to feel nothing done against me. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me, and when I am blamed or despised. It is to have a blessed home in the Lord where I can go in and shut the door and kneel to my Father in secret and, at, and am at peace as in a deep sea of calmness when all around and above is trouble. So I think I'll close with that.